So hello everyone, you're now listening to The Fear Project. Today I have a special guest with me. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is, it's longer but you can just call me Laven. Um, I'm currently in my first year of studying economics in UM. And um, I think that's about it. Yeah, I'm still in the process of learning what I want to do and stuff. Yeah. Well, to this episode, actually I took quite a long time to decide hmm, I nak borak apa dengan Laven ni kan? Because like, he's such an interesting person and like, he's doing so much. So there's a lot of things that we can actually talk about. But I think both of us agreed that, you know, we can actually talk about, you know, our childhood. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why? Like when I proposed the idea to you, what, what were your thoughts? No, um... I mean, you said I was interesting. Like, oh, first of all, you said I was interesting. I was trying not to laugh. I mean, thanks. You I guess. are. You are. <laughs> Gosh. And uh, it's funny. It's like, uh, I mean, I love it. I love like talking about the childhood stuff. But you gotta, you gotta admit that people start very slow. Like, start start with something small first. Right out the gate, let's talk about childhood. <laughs> no. Okay, but that's interesting, Lavan, because like, not like I remember probably like five or seven years ago the the topic childhood to me would be very like oh okay this is a fun warm um you know topic to talk about but like now our 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 thoughts towards the discussion of childhood it's connoted to benda yang heavy and benda yang susah nak talk about like why do you think macam tu oh, i mean i think you're definitely right in the sense that hmm. like, when you when you learn more and more you start to realize that there are words describe what you felt during childhood. Yeah. And those words are not good words. Hmm. Not just as it's a lot of different people who I think there's something about like trauma, right? And people think, oh, I didn't go to anything traumatic. I'm like, no, bro, you probably do. You just don't like, you were never taught what is trauma. So you think yeah. you are completely fine. Yeah, they probably older. don't have the language for it just yet. Or like, they just haven't, like, realized lah, kan? Uh, oh my god, start is so <laughs> 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 Okay, okay, okay. But, but, I mean, like, I, I do want to hold on to the, the conversation that we, we're gonna have later. But let's, let's start with something easy first lah, okay. Um, let, let's get to know each other better. So, what, what was the city that you grew up in and what was it like? And you can be as specific as you know, was it, was it a cold or hot city? You, like, did you love the food in the city? Tell, tell us about like the kind of buildings yang ada dekat your city and stuff like that. I'm from Penang, but I'm not like from the fancy, famous Penang, which is the Penang Island. I'm come from the mainland. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm from a town called Seberang Jaya. I feel like if you're from Penang, you'll know where that is, but it'll make no sense to you. People um, tahu lah, Laven. Yeah, I mean, always, okay, fine lah. Like, this is it's a nice place, I would say. It's it's not the kind of place you'll go to visit, but it's the kind of place you will settle down in. Because mm. there's, like, there's schools nearby, and there's supermarket, and there's this and that. It's very, like, um, a safe place, what was it safe lah? Like, it's a nice place to be in lah. Growing up, the buildings, I would say the most important building to me was uh, my town library. Mm. One 
we got very lucky with in Sabah Jaya is that one one of the biggest like how we have the main library Pustakaan Kuala Lumpur and stuff like that. For us, there is the National Library in Penang, and there's another national in Sabah Jaya. And the Sabah Jaya one is actually bigger. That's like the biggest one actually. I see. It's if, you know like sometimes you can say you go up in one place, you go up in that place. The library is where I grew up, so I like. I was that really nerdy kid lah. That's how I grew up. Like my entire <laughs> life was there. And it came to the point, it was like, like sometimes I would go to a mall to hang out. My immediate yeah. thing is to go to the library. Super nice though. Because everyone else is studying. So you just feel like, oh shit, I'm studying. Because I'm up in Neng, I don't actually know where it's lying or what it is. It's like, <laughs> a city, a town. I'm sorry, like, you need to give me more context. Cute <laughs> lah. Okay, so I am from... Selayang. So, I, we're in Selangor and that's Batu Caves Gombak kan? And Selayang is in that area. But Selayang is huge, okay? And I always take so much pride when I talk about Selayang because we have our own stadium, we have our own bomber, we have our own hospital, <laughs> we have our... We have our own mall. We literally have Slayang Mall. And I mean, okay, if if library was a place that you grew up at, I grew up in... um at Selayang Mall. I literally went there after school. Macam, I used to be like those kids yang macam, okay, badass kid, you rebel, pergi Selayang Mall makan McDonald's, macam tu lah. <laughs> so, like, to me, um, probably Selayang is sort of like calm and it's not highly congested with like, you know, people um, and the buildings here. Like, it's a, it's a family neighbourhood lah. Like, banyak macam housing areas and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's Selayang. Did I give enough context for you? <laughs> I think so. And and our famous tagline is Layangku Sayang. So macam everyone who knows me knows that I will normally talk about Layangku Sayang. Okay, bye. Wow. Yeah, literally that's And our that... tagline. Layangku Sayang. Chomelan. Very chomel. Okay, let's move on to the next question that I have for you. Um, memory apa yang you had dari kecil and you macam ya Allah like it happened yesterday. Kita kan macam, I don't know about you, but for me, like, my childhood was, I know it was okay. But I only have a few memories and clear about my childhood. Do you have, like, one of those? Uh, frankly, I feel like not, like, like, almost nothing is clear. That's, that's actually understandable. Do you think you know why? Okay, so, <laughs> um, the general thing that people say is that when you um, have a traumatic childhood, basically what happens is, how I imagine it is, like, when trauma happens to you as a child, It's like someone like, is taking your brain out. It's like there's parts of yeah. your brain that being like removed, because like you're a child, your brain is still your brain is still going. So whenever something traumatizing happens to you, your brain tries to ignore it because it wants to keep you safe. So it knows that maybe those memories, those thoughts, you cannot tahan, mm. like deal with those memories. So it tries to cover it up and try to fill in the blanks, lah. So what happens? My childhood feels like dream. I don't remember what exactly happens, but I know everything about how I felt. Explain further, like, what what kind of feelings do you still feel? Or did that you remember feeling? I always felt very helpless. First word that comes to my mind is helpless lah. Because, you know, like, when you are a child, you feel like, you feel like there's not much you can do. But what's happening, like, around you, you can't go anywhere, you can't run anywhere. I always felt, I felt as a child, I felt like I had no power. I just had to uh, powerless, helpless, that kind of uh, thing lah. Yeah. Um, it's very, 
I don't remember the exact things, but I remember mm. powerless. I felt like, like I wanted to run away, but then you have nowhere to run to hide, but then you don't really have anywhere to hide. That kind of feeling lah. Don't you hmm. think it's interesting how our brain <clears throat> does protect us from from remembering like traumatic events? But sadly, like our body can't do anything about the feelings that we felt, right? Ah, oh my god. But, yeah, what do you feel about that? Like I just, I mean, it just occurred to me because you were telling me, Macham, you don't remember, you don't necessarily remember the events, but you still know how it felt like being a child in in your childhood. Um, I, I, I don't know if you've heard of this person, yeah. but they're called Nicole Lepera, the holistic psychologist. Ah, okay. I think I've heard of the account before. Usually, if you've seen them, it's through like those mental health Instagram posts about healing the inner child and stuff. It's mm-hmm. really like, you know, you know the kind of Instagram posts I'm talking about, right? It's like yeah, a very typical yeah. design. <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, and pastel color background. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly like what it would look like. Lah. Trauma is oftentimes stuck in the body, so they call it the trauma body. And the trauma body is all the stuff. No, like um, it's really interesting how when you go when you talk about like clinical psychology, right? Uh, when you anxiety, we have uh heart rate very high, and you have like headaches, and yeah, you know all the common symptoms. Mm-mm. She describes it as the trauma body experiences you yeah. have. Is just trauma being stuck in your body, which makes a lot of sense. When you experience a lot of trauma, what happens is your brain is always on a survival mode. Right? It feels like, oh shit, something bad is going to happen. You have to be prepared. And she says that's basically what's happening to your body now. It's natural coping mechanism. It just wants to survive. It makes you forget. It makes you think about other things to keep your brain alive. But your brain doesn't. Have, but your body doesn't have that same like coping mechanism. So your body can get stuck in the past while your brain is in the future. Which I think is really, really interesting. Like, how do you feel about that? Have they ever, like experienced that feeling of like your brain is in the future but your body is like stuck? I don't know if it's the right way to see it lah. But how I see it, kan, macam, if you were to ask me like ten years ago, I would say my childhood was like fantastic. But like you know, my answer now, yeah, my childhood was fine <laughs> because. My parents got a divorce when I was like seven years old. And as a child, I didn't feel like it was an issue. You know, I actually felt that, okay, parents got divorced. Like, let's move on. Your life is good. You know, my parents are still in talking terms. You know, nothing's like, nothing's bad lah, you know. And like, I was so against people saying how div- uh, like divorced parents are gonna, I can cause like broken family punya kind of thing. As a child, I'm like, No, like I had a really fine childhood, but like fast forward, bila I dah masuk adulthood, macam hey, there were actually some things that you know shouldn't have happened to me as a child. You know, like I didn't have to go go through all that if you know if the adults and around me were were were, were you know were were better. Hmm. Yes. So, macam when you say that your mind moves forward, but the body remains. To me, how I see it is like bila kita dah grow into adulthood, the body akan come back flashing itself. You know, it will resurface and kat situ, that's where the mind meets the body and that's where some people like macam fall into macam, you know, realization that, oh my God, I had a really traumatic um, childhood. Oh my God, you know, I have so much mental health concerns that I was not aware of. 
to me that's how I feel it lah macam tu because like my mind was more than ready to like um, you know deny things dismiss stuff but at one point the body will catch up if you know what I mean I don't know do you resonate with that? Oh yeah definitely resonate with what you said about denial and you deny everything mm, betul huge amount of courage to really face the past easier it's always easier to pretend like everything is fine that's always the easier thing to do right betul let's say for me personally whenever i see people be open about i think you're brave i think i'm very proud of you because like it takes so much work to reach that point and it's not just like your own brain it's what you're being fed by society by the institution if you watch avatar the idea of like there's no war in basing say don't think about it. everything is fine that kind of thing you know Mm-mm. and the thought of looking at it and being thing is not fine some stuff is pretty fucked up <laughs> you know it's yeah, not and fine it's, and it's okay right and it's okay that some things are fucked up and you just have to face it i think like when we were kids like everyone around us they were just so like fanatic about the idea that life is great life is okay and then they impose those thoughts onto us as children and kita macam oh no you know it's wrong for us to feel sad so that's why let's be in denial and say you know oh my childhood was fine because you know there were some struggles but either way it was still a good childhood like it's okay to to say that your childhood was not okay betul tak true it's very very true i feel also one bad thing that has happened in society is people think only the worst experiences are valid you know what i mean so like that's not the case like um bad childhood experience or trauma is like you know like electrical warning childhood sexual abuse that's like the really yeah. really worst one or like the, the usual abuse. bad scenarios that you know if you tak kena you should be grateful yeah and then when people think oh i never experienced that so i'm probably fine like i don't i shouldn't really complain like my childhood was great i'm like no no your childhood should have been amazing that's the bare minimum <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Betul, betul. Don't, don't lower your standards so much. Like, oh my god, I like I wasn't <laughs> abused, so it's great. Like no, <laughs> you were saying how we praise children for being mature. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the idea that you know it's a good thing if a child at the age of seven is mature and is able to take up you know responsibilities, able to have like the ability to. To talk about complex things, you know, what do you think about that? Oh my God, what a question! I think <laughs> it ultimately down to your own upbringing, lah. Like for me, growing up, I always felt like I should never make mistakes. Like mistakes are unforgivable. If you make a mistake, it means you're ruining other people's like you're wasting people's time, you're a nuisance, all that kind of stuff, lah. Okay, jah, benda ni like you rasa. You you had that mentality of you know you you have to, in a way you were you were a perfectionist like and as a child you rasa you tak boleh you can't afford to make mistakes yeah. was it like told that to yourself or was it people around you how how was it like I call myself a perfectionist I feel like perfectionist kind of sounds like you do everything right because you're scared mm-hmm. of making mistakes I always make mistakes even when I tried to not make mistakes I always did. Mm. No, I would always like forget things. Somehow, I always fucked up in some way, and then you'll get scolded for that. For me, it was like every time you, you will get treated like shit. 
So your brain, farm or oh shit, I must never make mistakes. If I want to be treated well, I must make mistakes. Sorry. We do a lot of work with Kaoketa. We work, do a lot of work with teenagers. One time during one of the sessions, uh, one of the teenagers uh, was saying something kind of problematic, kind of homophobic. Yeah. One of the biggest rules in Kaoketa is very simple. You don't tell that this isn't your space. This isn't for you to interact. Like, you need to leave, give them the space to... Like, it's theirs. It's not yours. So, that's one thing we remember, like, to take over the conversations, let it happen naturally. One of the things is, if you see homophobic or transphobic or, like, bad, we should cut it down. Like, because that's not safe to have. You have to be intolerant as well. Like, you can't. After a while, I also realized that as a teenager, like, I was like that once too. You know, you have to give teenagers the space to make mistakes. You were talking about how um, you know, in, in in a situation where you do encounter a child who is saying something that isn't entirely right at that moment, then how do you deal with that? Takkan you biar je. Macam you kata give space kan? So, bila dia nak belajar? Oh my god, what a question. Like, I just, I don't know if what we did was... Uh, I, I don't no, know, like, maybe the judge of that. But basically, we didn't say to her that she was wrong. And after that, we came out and said, organization initiative as a whole we don't believe in like you can we 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 give you space to learn and grow and things like that but we as an initiative we don't believe in these things lah like um we still want this to be a safe willing to compromise on so you kind of like this left them with the message that like you know um just be very aware of what these opinions can do in an open space. I think an interesting thing that uh, Socrates said, I cannot teach anybody anything. I can only make them think. And I think this relates so much to your story that you just shared. Because when it comes to children, we always feel like it's the adult duty to fill in the blank spaces. We have to, you know, give as much information, give as much knowledge to a child. Walhal, what we should ajar is the capacity to to think, right? Instead of giving them the answers, we always macam, look down on their capa- on their ability to find the answers themselves. It's really, yeah. really true. So true. Yeah. I think it's okay to, for, for us to just like struggle as well, you know? Like, we were like really? that and now we're like this and we're still struggling. We're still finding our answers and that's okay. You know, you're talking about how we are also allowed to struggle and like, um, Ultimately, we are also children. Uh, I did this thing on YouTube. It's called um, Inner Child Meditation. Oh, wow. I personally felt it's very heavy. Uh. So just to give you uh, like an overview of what the meditation is like, and your only job is to just listen and visualize in your head. The things that they ask you to do is basically imagine that you are in your childhood home. You are meeting you as a child, which is basically you, the same person, just, just okay. younger. And then the child brings you around the house, all the memories that's in the house, and things like that lah. Laven, I dengar ni pun ada rasa berat dah. Apa ni? But then during this part, I had like a really big realization. Before and after the, the child shows you around the house, you'll go back to the, to the door and basically you'll be wearing your shoes to leave your childhood house. And... 
before going, if your child in a chada, the person who's doing the video, she says to you, as you're hugging your, your inner child, this person, this child to be as happy as they possibly can be. That you want this child to be protected and safe and that you love this child so much, you know. And at that point, and I was doing the meditation, I was like crying, like my tears of going down course. my face. And she says like, you love this child so much. And I was thinking in my head, oh my God, I do. I love this child so much. I've never loved anyone this much. I love this child so, so much. Then suddenly it hits in your head. You can think when you see people find it so difficult to love themselves. I, I personally find it very difficult to love myself. Okay? And then when I think about it, like, but I love that child. And that child and me is the same person. But that's Why do I find it so difficult to love myself? So when it comes to loving ourselves, like we're very, I mean, like we are the hardest okay? on, on, on ourselves. But when, when we put, when this person puts us in like a childhood punya perspective, like we are able to to forgive the child without realizing, you know, this is us forgiving ourselves as well. Yeah. That's exactly so that, that's nice lah. I wanna talk about growth lah. Where we are now, how different kita dah end up to be as compared to masa kita kecil. So like when you were younger, what was one personality that you hated the most about yourself as a child? <laughs> Do you have one? If you have one lah. I feel like I was very pure. Mm-hmm. And so I I lied a lot. I see. I would, I would do the very like typical child thing lah. Like you lie about having this thing but actually you don't. You so you did that as a child? Yeah, yeah. I did a lot. I used to like like pretend that oh yeah I have a PlayStation and like, I have this and I have that actually like I want this and I want that but actually I I didn't. Tapi pernah tak sampai a point where like memang betul-betul terkantoi. I was very good. <laughs> how how old were you Masini? How old were you? I think in primary school maybe seven eight nine like that lah. During primary school I used to lie a lot like a surprising amount. When I think about it now I feel like definitely come came from a place of like insecurity. Mm. Not just the insecurity of having stuff. I think it's also the insecurity of like um you don't know how to accept the uncomfortable stuff. Like you don't you you are taught to learn to like accept and just sit with it. Like now, yeah, I think, yeah, do so true. We we weren't taught to be comfortable with discomfort. Yeah, that's the word I was thinking. Yeah, with, yeah. with discomfort, yes, with 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 like being sad, being angry. Like, tak boleh, tak boleh benda tu. Like, you have to have, you have to be a good child. You have to be fine. You have to be funny. You have to be approachable, friendly. But how, you know, no human can be like that all the time. Goodness. True. Goodness, goodness. Like, for me, again, Arisa, one thing that I hated about myself as a child was I was very, 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 very judgmental. Oh, the level of judgments I made on people. I, I take full responsibility and accountability of my of that negative side of me as a child. But to be honest, I can't deny, you know, the adult's role in, in that when I was a, a kid. Contohnya macam sekat sekolah. Literally, the school system allows us to be judgmental towards kids yang datang lambat ke sekolah. The school allows us to, like, penalize kids yang kasut tak bersih, tak pakai ribbon putih dekat rambut. Walhal, there's actually so much so many more layers to that yang kita tak tahu but kita terus equate those things to oh you know tak pandai ikut disiplin sekolah it 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 hit upon me lah like 
this past few years macam like bloody hell I was like just so bloody judgmental like cepat gila I nak judge orang to be honest banyak benda ni dididik kat sekolah and kat rumah lah of course that's, that's one personality I hate about myself lah masa kecil dulu fucking fucking judgmental bitch <laughs> <laughs> and no one called me out for it faham tak? itu yang I rasa problematic tu But wow, I never saw it like that. Like, yeah, think about okay. I was a prefect in school. Sedar tak sedar macam being in the environment buat I sangat-sangat judgmental towards kids yang bising dekat kelas. Like, itu pun aku nak marah. Itu pun aku nak bagi demerit. Faham tak? Walhal macam, ya Allah, why why was I so hard on kids being kids? You know, and kenapa benda ni diajar oleh my discipline teacher by the discipline board? Like, we were not taught to celebrate being kids, being, you know, crazy, being everywhere. We were taught to be, you know, bitter old adults at that age. And I hated oh that. <sighs> Penat lah cerita pasal childhood ni kan? <laughs> oh, like, stuck there. Like, that's such a, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. right. I never thought of it, like, as in, like, in my eyes, do that kind of stuff. It's to yeah. like, like instill fear lah, you know, like to make mm-hmm. other people But what I didn't realize also is judgment. Like you know, whenever <laughs> someone does something wrong and you bring them up in front of the class or in front of the perhimpunan and be like, you did like this, like this, like this, like this like yeah. There is ultimately you're inviting other children to judge another yeah. child. Yes, and we were not taught as kids that, you know, children also have layers. Children also have deep, untouched feeling the struggles that they go through. Macam contohnya, macam kita punish kids for coming late. Okay, memang betul, it's against school's rules, but we were not taught as prefects that, hey, be kind, understand them, talk to them. Kenapa diorang datang lambat ke sekolah? Is it like a transportation issue? Is it because diorang kena jaga? Diorang punya adik-beradik kat, kat rumah dulu before dia able to leave house? We were not taught all of these things. We were taught to bagi demerit because benda tu salah. Faham tak? Imagine if a school is able to teach macam diorang punya 20 to 30 prefects diorang to have this kind of like kindness every day you know, when they, they find a child who may not be in compliant with the rules. We were taught to be able to have all of these important conversations with them. Imagine these 20, 30 people diorang jadi adult macam mana. They will be like amazing people. Betul lah. True. And now, bila kita dah reach adulthood, it's just too fucking late because like some people are already just too ingrained with how they were taught as kids. How macam kita dah grow up when we're a certain way and we want to change those ways. It's already too late so kita dah keras. Faham tak? Tapi imagine if like we, if schools, teachers took the time to teach us about kindness instead of, you know, being judgmental, being like cepat nak punish, cepat nak penalize. Just, just imagine a world Like that lah lah Ben. Benda ni like sangat-sangat like hit me to the core lah. Hit me to the core too now. <laughs> <laughs> And I rasa benda ni I belajar thanks to activism. Like I can't thank anyone or anything else other than being part of this 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 cause yang buat you be less judgmental lah. You, uh, you have to be an understanding in whatever circumstance it is. You have to be slow with your decisions, with your actions that you're about to take and just like have a conversation with those people. It's okay for adults not to shove things into their mouths but rather 
have the exploration with them be on the discovery be in the adventure with them to discover things with them you know because like again adults don't always have to give the answer because our answer pun tak betul ke tidak betul lah <laughs> true true apologize to all of the kids that I've penalized at in school <laughs> if you're late <listening, laughs> I apologize oh my god this bitch talking about shit on podcast <laughs> yeah But love it. I am struggling yeah, with that. Like I always like I takkan tipu until now until umur dua puluh lima tahun. I still think about you know if like all of the people that I've bullied before, dengar I sekarang whether don't check I bullshit kita. I I menyesal lah. Hmm. Confession time. Tipu. Oh my god. I don't believe anything. It's a bit of both. Like, like people should be given the space to grow. Yeah. It's always I'm still judgment thing, like you know, as you judge people so harshly, like if you mm-hmm. do this, you're bad. You know, um, black and white thinking. Yes. But one That's thing so I realize is that there's there's several layers to that. Like some stuff that is gay, like there's no black and white. But there's also stuff that is black. Like it's both true at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's some stuff which is definitely wrong. Like abuse is wrong. There is no gray. Like, there's no like, gray area. There's no like middle yeah. ground. Yeah. That is wrong. But like, there's also gray areas. Like there's always yeah. that something that's always like people have the right to change and grow. That's not for you to decide whether they have. They, like, you are not the judge deciding whether someone has grown enough or not. That's not for yeah. you to decide. I think there's a huge struggle in finding that balance. Even I can't give an answer to that right now. And I guess it's okay. It's okay for us not to have the answer just yet. Can? Yeah. <laughs> don't need to know things. Betul. I just wish these things were like communicated to us when we were younger. But takpelah. <laughs> Tiba. Takpelah. Takpelah. Move on je lah. <laughs> okay. Um, we're heading towards minute ke 60 so i want to conclude our talk by two questions that i have firstly is there a feeling that you miss from childhood part of your inner child is a child that feels joy that feels like an innocent joy about the world they were not allowed to be children so for me a big part of what i miss is the feeling of exploration yeah wonder like oh my god this is cool oh my god this is amazing i specifically miss a lot is the feeling of safety because i feel like i never felt that okay it's love it job this may be an insensitive question call me out if it is tapi macam if you have never felt the feeling of feeling safe how do you miss a feeling that you've never felt i know that's the thing i also don't know <laughs> <laughs> So is it is it like you longing for something that you've, you've never experienced before? Is it something like that? It's a weird feeling, definitely. I don't know if... It's definitely a kind of longing. But yeah. I feel like deep down, I feel like everyone knows what it feels like to be safe. You don't know what it looks like. How does how how does feeling safe feel like to you, Lavin? I'm interested to know. For me, like, my dream is always um have like my own like apartment room or something then mm-hmm. like make art and like, just have a space that's 
safe for myself. Like very, I can go out to the kitchen and I can cook. And maybe if I have roommates, can like you know watch movies or like yeah. that kind of feeling. A feeling where I don't, I don't have to be worried of another person. Yeah. You know, yeah. I used to live in a household where like people knock on the door, hide in your room. That's the mm, kind of like uh, like house I was in, where people, if you hear the people unlocking the door, go to the room, lock the door, get into the bed, and like be quiet. That's how like I was, you know, and I don't want to feel that again. So if I have a safe space, that's what I want, lah. Yeah. Probably the thing that I miss from childhood is uh, those those genuine genuine laughters I had. Very easy, ringan laughters. Young, you could literally feel all of the muscles on your face, laugh like being stretched, genuinely. I miss that feeling. If that makes sense. That makes so much sense, Omar. It's it's so depressing, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because like right now, I'm not saying I'm not happy, but it's just that it's just the difference when you were a child. Kau punya gelak tu kan, macam lain orang gelak kau sekarang. Like gelak kau sekarang, it's like haha, but like you feel so much weight in that in that heart of yours, in that body, in that in that vessel that you're carrying. But like when you were a child, when you laughed, it was just that full stop laugh. Kau memang gelak all out. And I mean that, yeah. We can. We were talking about how kids senang nak go into the in denial mode because they not protect themselves. If you had the chance to like teach a child or teach children, especially with your work that you do now, can you you connect very closely with children? How do you teach them to be okay with not being okay? I think there is nothing for us to say what i've realized is that the hu- like humans are naturally it's not we don't need to be i feel like it's less about teaching kids to be giving them the space to be how when we ask you how you feel you can tell us that you feel like shit like that's fine like we also yeah. feel like kids sometimes like we didn't do like we feel like we didn't do well enough you can say that like that's fine it's about just giving them the space to feel that way Everything like it happens naturally when you're having a share, like a, a sharing session, and one of the kids will say, "Oh, I don't really feel comfortable sharing about certain things." Like, so I'm not going to say anything. But by the end of the session, they'll be talking about their past experiences. There isn't much for us to do. A lot of people want to talk about it, like they want to share how they feel, but they've never given the space to. Really much to teach. It really is, especially with the teenagers. We make it like very open that whenever we have activities, we always do the activities with them. Everyone is open to feeling vulnerable. They also feel like they're open to talk about it. Like for me, every time I'm handling a session, I directly come out with it. So like uh, I'm a survivor of child sexual. I want everyone to feel comfortable sharing this this kind of stuff. We are very open to talking to you about the uncomfortable things. You know. We open to talk talk to you about abuse to set the tone, and whenever we do that, it's almost always more and more comfortable and empowered to talk about the, the, these things. You know that that's what has been taken away from them. They are part of a community. They are part of something greater than themselves. To let them know that like these experiences are shared. It has never been about just you. What a way to end our episode. Thank you so much for spending an hour with me on a Sunday. I like talking um, to you. So, yeah. 
I, I love talking to you and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for this opportunity to talk about all of these like hard things with you lah. Me too. Thank you so much for talking about it because it's so difficult for people to talk about. Betul. It's actually very difficult and I'm glad macam I have the right person to explore this topic with lah, which is you. So thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, that you are talking about it because I whether you realize it or not, you have a lot of clout that people know you. Hello, hi. <laughs> I I never associated myself to that word until like you did just now. So I'm, I'm it's clout. You clout. Clout, yeah. I think we we touch quite a lot of like interesting things. True. It, it feels good to talk about this stuff, isn't it? Better. It's just like even better if I get to speak about these things with someone who relates, someone who feels equally lah. And you gave like you gave a lot of new perspectives to me, so that's nice. So that's it for episode two. I'm super grateful that I had Lavend to be with me to talk about such a personal issue. And I thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at FreeRedZuan. Let me know what kind of topics that you'd like to hear from me. So, see you soon. Take care.